This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, December 27th. You're listening to WNBF. The abandoned Crowley Dairy Processing Facility on Binghamton's south side may be converted into a residential development. John Korchinski of Endwell is preparing to buy the old plant on Conklin Avenue from Mountain Fresh Dairy. Korchinski said he first walked through the former Crowley facility in early October. He said he believes what had been an iconic factory can be converted into apartments. Korchinski said the property has been under contract to Crowley Factory Lofts LLC for a couple of months. He expects to close on the deal within the next few weeks. The $13 million project calls for the creation of 45 market-rate residential units on the second and third floors of the 73,000-square-foot brick building. Korchinski plans to renovate about 50,000 square feet of the structure. Mountain Fresh Dairy acquired the former Crowley properties in 2013 for $150,000. The company processed some milk at the plant for a short time before ending operations. The New York State Police and Painted Post announced the arrest of 51-year-old Lauren Brooks of West Edmiston, New York. Brooks was arrested following an investigation and subsequent indictment by the Steuben County Grand Jury for contact he had with a minor child. These incidents of contact occurred while Brooks resided in the town of Corning from 2012 to 2016. Brooks was arraigned in Steuben County Superior Court on one count of course of sexual conduct against a child in the first degree one count of endangering the welfare of a child, 225 counts of criminal sex acts in the second degree, 73 counts of criminal sex acts in the third degree, 90 counts of rape in the second degree, and 28 counts of rape in the third degree. Brooks was remanded to the Steuben County Jail in lieu of a $10,000 cash bail and $20,000 property bond. The investigation is continuing, and anyone who may have been a victim of Brooks and has not come forward can contact the state police at 607-962-3282. A frigid winter storm killed at least 28 people as it swept across the country, knocking out power to hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses and leaving millions on edge about the possibility of Christmas Eve blackouts, according to the Associated Press. The storm unleashed its full fury on Buffalo, New York, with hurricane-force winds causing whiteout conditions. Emergency response efforts were paralyzed, and the city's international airport was shut down. Across the U.S., officials have attributed deaths to exposure, car crashes, a falling tree limb, and other effects of the storm. At least three people died in the Buffalo area, including two who suffered medical emergencies in their homes and couldn't be saved because emergency crews were unable to reach them amid historic blizzard conditions. Deep snow, single-digit temperatures, and day-old power outages sent Buffalo residents scrambling Saturday to get out of their homes to anywhere that had heat. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said the Buffalo-Niagara International Airport would be closed through yesterday morning, and almost every fire truck in the city was stranded in the snow. On December 26, state police attempted to stop a blue 2005 Lexus for switched plates on South Salina Street in the city of Syracuse when the operator refused to stop and a traffic pursuit was initiated. Troopers pursued the vehicle onto Interstate 81 northbound to I-690 eastbound when an occupant inside the vehicle threw two handguns out of the window. The pursuit ended when both occupants fled on foot on Mountain View Avenue in the city of Syracuse. Two occupants were subsequently taken into custody following a brief foot pursuit by troopers and Syracuse police officers. 
two handguns and a loaded Ruger 5.7 semi-automatic pistol and a loaded Glock 17 9mm automatic semi-pistol were recovered on I-690 eastbound near Spectrum. An 18-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree and one count of unlawful fleeing a police officer in a motor vehicle in the third degree. A 16-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree. Both suspects are being held for centralized arraignment procedure. On December 25th, state police in Canandaigua arrested 25-year-old Matthew J. Beck of Manchester, New York, for rape in the first degree, subsequent to a sexual assault on a physically helpless woman which occurred in the village of Manchester. Beck was processed at state police Canandaigua barracks and remanded to Ontario County Jail in lieu of 5000 cash bail after centralized arraignment. New York Attorney General Letitia James on Monday invited the state's residents to report any price gouging by stores facing shortages of painkillers and fever reducers for children. The Attorney General issued a consumer alert amid a surge of cases of the coronavirus, RSV, and the flu, urging anyone who spots gouging to report it to her office amid a national shortage of medication for youngsters. She said she was putting profiteers on notice that her office is ready to investigate any incidents of dramatic price increases. She noted that New York law prohibits merchants from taking unfair advantage of consumers by setting unconscionably high prices for anything vital to the safety, health, and welfare of state residents. Governor Kathy Hochul last week signed legislation that sets the goal to support and contribute to national efforts to conserve at least 30% of U.S. land and water by 2030. This legislation will promote biodiversity and preserve New York's wildlife forests and clean water sources, which are all essential to New York's health and economy. Governor Kathy Hochul said New Yorkers rely on our clean water for recreation forests to provide them with wildlife habitats and the outdoor spaces for jobs and adventures. It's more important than ever to safeguard these resources and setting the goal to conserve 30 percent of public land by 2030 will ensure we're protecting our state for future generations. The legislation establishes the goal and requires the Department of Environmental Conversation and the Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation to develop strategies and a methodology to achieve the goal while collaborating with a broad group of stakeholders. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Chevy Studios, this is WMBF. The holidays mean you can save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. Well, Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, um... I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support, too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse in the book, but I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did or I would have died. 
Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. Here in your- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, December 27th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1004 and 1001 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 16 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill's got it at 5 degrees. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 29. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 19. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 40. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 27. And Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 46. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 35 degrees. 614, you're listening to WMBF. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at amvets.org. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Joel Embiid scored 35 points. James Harden had 29 points and 13 assists. And the Philadelphia 76ers blew by the New York Knicks in the final quarter, extending their winning streak to eight games with a 119-112 victory. Georgia's Niang hit four three-pointers in Philadelphia's fourth quarter surge and finished with 16 points, while DeAnthony Melton added 15 as the 76ers got off to a good start on a four-game trip after sweeping a seven-game homestand. The Sixers never led through three quarters, then outscored the Knicks 24-9 to open the fourth, turning a one-point deficit into a 116-102 lead. Julius Randle scored 35 points for the Knicks. That's back-to-back games now that the Knicks have failed to close out a should-be win. The Knicks now 18-16 on the year. They'll face off with the Dallas Mavericks tonight at 8.30. And the Brooklyn Nets in action, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant each scored 32 points, and the Nets extended their winning streak to nine games with a 125-117 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nets withstood a sensational 46-point performance by Darius Garland, who single-handedly kept the Cavs close in the fourth quarter. Brooklyn has won 16 of 19, 
and is beginning to look like an NBA title contender. TJ Warren added a season-high 23 points for Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons had 9 rebounds and 8 assists while helping hold Donovan Mitchell to 15 points. Some football news, Devin Singletary and James Cook ran for long touchdowns in the third quarter, and the Buffalo Bills clinched the AFC East title by beating the Bears 35-13 on Saturday in one of the coldest games in Chicago. Josh Allen ran for a touchdown and threw for another in the game's closing minutes to cap an otherwise subpar outing to help the Bills secure their third straight division title with their sixth win in a row. Buffalo remained on track for the number one seed in the AFC, It's tied with West leader Kansas City, but has the head-to-head tiebreaker. Chicago matched a franchise record with its eighth straight loss. And the Buffalo Bills have overcome a myriad on and off the field challenges and distractions on the way to the AFC's best record through 15 games. The Bills have won six straight. Their run began with their home game against Cleveland, getting shifted to Detroit because of a major snowstorm hitting western New York. Buffalo faced more weather-related challenges when it beat Chicago in the bitter cold and then was delayed returning home because of a blizzard that pounded western New York. The Bills play at Cincinnati on Monday night. The outcome will go far in determining which team wins the conference. For the Giants, Greg Joseph kicked a career-long 61-yard field goal as time expired to give the Minnesota Vikings a 27-24 victory that prevented the New York Giants from clinching a playoff spot. TJ Hawkinson had a career-high 13 catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns, and Kirk Cousins threw for a score to Justin Jefferson with three minutes left. That was set up by a blocked punt and gave the Vikings an eight-point lead. Saquon Barkley's 27-yard touchdown run and a two-point conversion pass by Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger tied it before the Vikings rallied again. Uh, New York Giants coach Brian Dable seemed like a boxer taking one body blow after another. He refused to surrender to the never-ending assault of questions about making the playoffs. The Giants are that close to the unexpected. They have two games left in the regular season and need a win to secure their first postseason berth since 2016. The first opportunity will come Sunday with a home game against the struggling Indianapolis Colts. If they fail, they would need to beat the NFC-leading Eagles in Philadelphia on the final weekend of the regular season. New York Jets coach Robert Sala announced Mike White has been cleared by doctors and will start at quarterback on Sunday in Seattle. White missed the Jets' past two games while dealing with broken ribs, suffered in New York's 20-12 loss at Buffalo on December 11th. He has practiced on a limited basis since but hadn't been cleared by doctors for contact, so he couldn't play. That clearance came Monday. Salas said White will start the rest of the season barring injuries. Zach Wilson will return to being the number three quarterback, and Joe Flacco will serve as White's backup. And a bit of baseball news. The New York Mets and Carlos Correa's agent are having discussions over the infielder's physical days after similar concerns from the San Francisco Giants led to a collapse of their agreement with the All-Star. The Mets have not finalized a $315 million 12-year contract agreed to earlier in the week. Correa's 2014 ankle injury and surgery was a subject of discussions. A person familiar with the negotiations said speaking to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity because no details were announced. The discussion was first reported by The Athletic. Certainly one of the weirdest free agencies that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I have watched quite a bit of baseball and followed baseball quite closely. I've never seen anything quite like this Carlos Correa free agency. 
I thought last year was weird when he didn't get the mega deal last year, ended up on a three-year deal with the Twins with opt-outs after every year, decided to opt-out this year. Now could potentially lose two major paydays if the ankle injuries aren't settled. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. U.S. markets have been closed since Friday, but stocks rose in China overnight after Beijing announced that it will end quarantine requirements for inbound travelers on January 8th. The Shanghai Composite rose 1% in response. Despite improving weather in most of the country, Southwest Airlines canceled more than 70% of its flights on Monday and warned that more cancellations are to come. The Department of Transportation wants to know why Southwest fared worse than other major carriers during the winter storm. The Japanese government is slapping Apple with $98 million in back taxes. It relates to bulk sales of Apple devices, including iPhones, to foreign tourists, sales that should not have been exempted from consumption taxes in Japan. Taking back the clunkers you found under the tree might be more difficult this year because of fraud and rising shipping costs. Some retailers are tightening their return policies and requiring more information from people bringing back the gifts that they just didn't like. Jim Ryan, ABC News. My friend and I. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. The majority of American adults drink alcohol, but the question often is, how much is too much? It's probably a lot less than you think, especially when you consider that a new CDC study found that one in five deaths of U.S. adults ages twenty to forty-nine is attributable to excess alcohol use. That includes things like car accidents and alcohol poisoning and liver disease. Researchers we talked to said states and communities can help prevent these premature deaths by reducing the availability and accessibility of alcohol and maybe even increasing its price. At an individual level, you should know that the CDC defines moderate drinking as no more than two drinks a day for men, one for women. If you're trying to cut back when you do drink, have one drink less than you normally would. And if you're out at a party, keep a non-alcoholic drink in your hand so people don't keep asking you if you want another. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. If you like burritos, which you do because everyone does, you should try Taco Bell's Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde Grilled Chicken Burritos. These masterpieces start with a warm flour tortilla that we stuff with grilled chicken. But the real stars here are the bold sauces, Chipotle Ranch or Salsa Verde. In fact, the chicken is the stage upon which these sauces shine. Like this mic is a stage for me to spotlight my theatrical range. <clears throat> two chicken burritos, two bold flavors, two dollars each. Order on the Taco Bell app. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only. Contact local store for prices, hours, and participation, which vary. Tax extra while supplies last. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. Six twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I eighty-one bridge until the end of the month from eight a.m. to five p.m. daily. The New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week: State Route twenty-nine in Franklin Township, one sixty-seven in Bridgewater Township. 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lennox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like side dozing and ditch cleaning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 16 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 5 degrees. Today cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 29. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 19. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 40. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 27. And Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 46. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 35 degrees. 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. At ma- WMBF. 6.31 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. It wasn't a very Merry Christmas at the box office. The Way of Water connects all things. The Avatar sequel, The Way of Water, was the only bright spot at the box office this holiday weekend, earning an estimated 90 million bucks Friday and Monday. It was a strong haul, and the film's expected to cross a billion dollars worldwide this week. In second, the animated Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, with a holiday weekend estimate of just $20 million, well behind expectations. The Whitney Houston story, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and Brad Pitt's Babylon both bombed big time. And all the Christmas box office down 33% from last year. SZA with another kiss from music listeners. Her new album, SOS, number one for a second week on the Billboard 200 album chart. Taylor Swift's Midnight still on the clock in second. The iconic hourglass from The Wizard of Oz sold for big bucks at auction. How much longer you got to be alive? It fetched $495,000 in the sale by Heritage Auctions. And Paramore singer Haley Williams is 34 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Individual. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, December 27th. You're listening to WNBF. The abandoned Crowley Dairy Processing Facility on Binghamton's south side may be converted into a residential development. John Korchinski of Endwell is preparing to buy the old plant on Conklin Avenue from Mountain Fresh Dairy. Korchinski said he first walked through the former Crowley facility in early October. He said he believes what had been an iconic factory can be converted into apartments. Korchinski said the property has been under contract to Crowley Factory Lofts LLC for a couple of months. He expects to close on the deal within the next few weeks. 
The $13 million project calls for the creation of 45 market-rate residential units on the second and third floors of the 73,000-square-foot brick building. Korczynski plans to renovate about 50,000 square feet of the structure. Mountain Fresh Dairy acquired the former Crowley properties in 2013 for $150,000. The company processed some milk at the plant for a short time before ending operations. The New York State Police and Painted Post announced the arrest of 51-year-old Lauren Brooks of West Edmiston, New York. Brooks was arrested following an investigation and subsequent indictment by the Steuben County Grand Jury for contact he had with a minor child. These incidents of contact occurred while Brooks resided in the town of Corning from 2012 to 2016. Brooks was arraigned in Steuben County Superior Court on one count of course of sexual conduct against a child in the first degree, one count of endangering the welfare of a child, 225 counts of criminal sex acts in the second degree, 73 counts of criminal sex acts in the third degree, 90 counts of rape in the second degree, and 28 counts of rape in the third degree. Brooks was remanded to the Steuben County Jail in lieu of a $10,000 cash bail and $20,000 property bond. The investigation is continuing, and anyone who may have been a victim of Brooks and has not come forward can contact the state police at 607-962-3282. A frigid winter storm killed at least 28 people as it swept across the country, knocking out power to hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses and leaving millions on edge about the possibility of Christmas Eve blackouts, according to the Associated Press. The storm unleashed its full fury on Buffalo, New York, with hurricane-force winds causing whiteout conditions. Emergency response efforts were paralyzed, and the city's international airport was shut down. Across the U.S., officials have attributed deaths to exposure, car crashes, a falling tree limb, and other effects of the storm. At least three people died in the Buffalo area, including two who suffered medical emergencies in their homes and couldn't be saved because emergency crews were unable to reach them amid historic blizzard conditions. Deep snow, single-digit temperatures, and day-old power outages sent Buffalo residents scrambling Saturday to get out of their homes to anywhere that had heat. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said the Buffalo-Niagara International Airport would be closed through yesterday morning, and almost every fire truck in the city was stranded in the snow. On December 26, state police attempted to stop a blue 2005 Lexus for switched plates on South Salina Street in the city of Syracuse when the operator refused to stop and a traffic pursuit was initiated. Troopers pursued the vehicle onto Interstate 81 northbound to I-690 eastbound when an occupant inside the vehicle threw two handguns out of the window. The pursuit ended when both occupants fled on foot on Mountain View Avenue in the city of Syracuse. Two occupants were subsequently taken into custody following a brief foot pursuit by troopers and Syracuse police officers. Two handguns and a loaded Ruger 5.7 semi-automatic pistol and a loaded Glock 17 9mm automatic semi-pistol were recovered on I-690 eastbound near Spectrum. An 18-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree and one count of unlawful fleeing, a police officer in a motor vehicle in the third degree. A 16-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree. Both suspects are being held for centralized arraignment procedure. On December 25th, state police in Canandaigua arrested 25-year-old Matthew J. Beck of Manchester, New York, for rape in the first degree, subsequent to a sexual assault on a physically helpless woman which occurred in the village of Manchester. Beck was processed at state police Canandaigua barracks and remanded to Ontario County Jail in lieu of 5,000 cash bail. 
after centralized arraignment. New York Attorney General Letitia James on Monday invited the state's residents to report any price gouging by stores facing shortages of painkillers and fever reducers for children. The Attorney General issued a consumer alert amid a surge of cases of the coronavirus, RSV, and the flu, urging anyone who spots gouging to report it to her office amid a national shortage of medication for youngsters. She said she was putting profiteers on notice that her office is ready to investigate any incidents of dramatic price increases. She noted that New York law prohibits merchants from taking unfair advantage of consumers by setting unconscionably high prices for anything vital to the safety, health, and welfare of state residents. Governor Kathy Hochul last week signed legislation that sets the goal to support and contribute to national efforts to conserve at least 30% of U.S. land and water by 2030. This legislation will promote biodiversity and preserve New York's wildlife forests and clean water sources, which are all essential to New York's health and economy. Governor Kathy Hochul said New Yorkers rely on our clean water for recreation, forests to provide them with wildlife habitats, and the outdoor spaces for jobs and adventures. It's more important than ever to safeguard these resources, and setting the goal to conserve 30% of public land by 2030 will ensure we're protecting our state for future generations. The legislation establishes the goal and requires the Department of Environmental Conversation and the Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation to develop strategies and a methodology to achieve the goal while collaborating with a broad group of stakeholders. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. Who's first? on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Now, this is one of the wilder stories that I've heard, which is crazy. And it comes from New York, Long Island, my home, Nassau County. Congressman-elect George Santos, a New York Republican, has admitted that he lied about his job experience and college education during his successful campaign for a seat in the U.S. House. Santos tells the New York Post in an interview Monday, My sins here are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry. Santos had said he obtained a degree from Baruch College, but acknowledges he didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. Santos has also said he had worked for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, but he now says he never worked directly for either financial firm. Explaining his fabrications, Santos says, We do stupid things in life. Now, most of us don't do stupid things that end us up in Congress. 
I mean, just insane that nobody found this out ahead of time, ahead of the election. Not one person discovered this until after he had already been elected. And let's not say his sins here are embellishing his resume. No, no, no. These are just straight-up lies. You can't say, I embellished my resume, when you say, I obtained a degree from Baruch College, and then when you get found out, say, oh no, I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. That was just exaggerating. No, 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 that's not an exaggeration. An exaggeration on a resume is when I say I'm Excel proficient. I am not Excel proficient. I say I'm Excel proficient because I, I've opened Excel before. I've put things in Excel. I've, I've used it as a list. I keep lists in Excel. I know like one or two functions on how to do things. That's an embellishment. I say I'm, I'm Excel proficient. I know how to use Excel. I know it does a lot of things that I don't know how to do, but I know how to do the basics like open it and type things in. No, no, no. This is no embellishment. This would be like saying I'm Excel proficient, but I've never actually opened a computer. Absolutely insane that this went unnoticed until after the election. Not one person. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, this is like local journalism is, is on the downturn. Local newspapers, they would have found this out. That's not Long Island. That's not Nassau County. There's no problem. They have Newsday, News 12. Even New York City is right next door. You have all those news organizations that do cover stories on Long Island. It's crazy that nobody found this out. Unbelievable. 644, you're listening to WMBF. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart students when i call the reason for your absences throughout the years please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma too tired family trip sick day starting the holidays early starting in the sixth grade students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school how many days of school has your child missed this year absences add up keep track at boostattendance.org brought to you by the u.s army and the ad council this message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Six forty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. 
Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lennox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like slide repair and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Cold morning, 16 degrees outside and overcast. Windchill has it at 5 degrees. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 29. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 19. Starts to warm up a little bit later in the week. Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 40. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 27. And Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 46. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 35 degrees. 648. You're listening to WMBF. Riverwalk up. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. What? Why? Just wait for the inheritance. We've definitely got a rich uncle somewhere. We're one call away from the winner's circle at the Derby, dinners with multiple forks, a vacation home in the country, using summer as a verb. You don't actually think that, do you? When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Now that you're... on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. I love when tech dramatically impacts a person's life, like this scenario. A soldier returns from the front lines. He or she is having trouble adjusting back to family life. They're irritable, anxious, and worst of all, they can't sleep at night because of recurring nightmares. It's called post-traumatic stress disorder. Now there's an Apple Watch that helps. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. I spoke with one of the first soldiers to get the Apple Watch app along with the app's developer. The soldier hadn't slept a full eight hours for years. The nightmares wouldn't let him. The app's developer's dad had the same issues. This app detects when a nightmare is happening. It gently eases the person out of the dream and back to sleep. It's called Nightware, Night, W-A-R-E, and the cost is usually covered by insurance. That soldier slept eight hours straight the first night he used the app. And be sure to try my longer daily podcast when you're on the go. It's called Kim Commando Today. What do you do when something just doesn't work? You Google it. Too often, that's a complete waste of time. You need someone to hold your hand. Maybe you're lucky enough to have someone to call for help or come over. But let's face it, they're too busy for you. Finding tech support online is risky. That's why I partner with top tech experts to give you 24-7 live support that you can trust. They'll fix your problems or there's no charge. I'm so proud to tell you about GetKim'sHelp.com. Whether it's a problem with your Wi-Fi, printer, smartphone, computer, TV, smart speaker, or another connected device, the experts at GetKim'sHelp.com fix most issues in 10 minutes or less. High-tech troubleshooting tools like virtual house calls let them resolve even the most complex issues quickly. So stop Googling 
Have your problem solved right now. Visit GetKim'sHelp.com. It's an affordable way to fix problems with the help from experts who you can trust. GetKim'sHelp.com. GetKim'sHelp.com. I never... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Joel Embiid scored 35 points. James Harden had 29 points and 13 assists. And the Philadelphia 76ers blew by the New York Knicks in the final quarter, extending their winning streak to eight games with a 119-112 victory. George Esniang hit four three-pointers in Philadelphia's fourth quarter surge and finished with 16 points while DeAnthony Melton added 15 as the 76ers got off to a good start on a four-game road trip after sweeping a seven-game homestand. The Sixers never led through three quarters, then outscored the Knicks 24-9 to open the fourth, turning a one-point deficit into a 116-102 lead. Julius Randle scored 35 points for the Knicks, now the second game in a row that the Knicks have blown in the fourth quarter. We'll try again tonight at 8.30 when they visit Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Nets in action as well. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant each scored 32 points, and the Nets extended their winning streak to nine games with a 125-117 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nets withstood a sensational 46-point performance by Darius Garland, who single-handedly kept the Cavs close in the fourth. Brooklyn has won 16-19 of and is beginning to look like an NBA title contender. T.J. Warren added a season-high 23 points for Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons had nine rebounds and eight assists, while helping hold Donovan Mitchell to just 15 points. Some football news. Devin Singletary and James Cook ran for long touchdowns in the third quarter, and the Buffalo Bills clinched the AFC East title by beating the Bears 35-13 on Saturday in one of the coldest games in Chicago. Josh Allen ran for a touchdown and threw for another in the game's closing minutes to cap an otherwise subpar outing to help the Bills secure their third straight division title with their sixth win in a row. Buffalo remained on track for the number one seed in the AFC. It's tied with West leader Kansas City, but has the head-to-head tiebreaker. Chicago matched a franchise record with its eighth straight loss. And the Buffalo Bills have overcome a myriad of on- and off-field challenges and distractions on the way to the AFC's best record through 15 games. The Bills have won six straight. Their run began when their home game against the Cleveland Browns was shifted to Detroit because of a major snowstorm hitting western New York. Buffalo faced more weather-related challenges when it beat Chicago in the bitter cold and then was delayed returning home because of a blizzard that pounded western New York. The Bills play at Cincinnati on Monday night. The outcome will go far in determining which team wins the conference. For the Giants, Greg Joseph kicked a career-long 61-yard field goal as time expired to give the Minnesota Vikings a 27-24 victory that prevented the New York Giants from clinching a playoff spot. TJ Hawkinson had a career-high 13 catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns, and Kirk Cousins threw for a score to Justin Jefferson with three minutes left. That was set up by a blocked punt and gave the Vikings an 8-point lead. Saquon Barkley's 27-yard touchdown run and a 2-point conversion pass by Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger tied it before the Vikings rallied again. Now, New York Giants coach Brian Dable seemed like a boxer taking one body blow after another. He refused to surrender to the never-ending assault of questions about making the playoffs. The Giants are that close to the unexpected. They have two games left in the regular season 
and need a win to secure their first postseason berth since 2016. The first opportunity will come Sunday with a home game against the struggling Indianapolis Colts. If they fail, they would need to beat the NFC-leading Eagles in Philadelphia on the final weekend of the regular season. New York Jets coach Robert Sala announced Mike White has been cleared by doctors and will start a quarterback on Sunday in Seattle. White missed the Jets' past two games while dealing with broken ribs, suffered in New York's 20-12 loss at Buffalo on December 11th. He's practiced on a limited basis since, but hadn't been cleared by doctors for contact, so he couldn't play. That clearance came Monday. Salas said White will start the rest of the season, barring injury. Zach Wilson will return to being the number three quarterback, and Joe Flacco will serve as White's backup. And the New York Mets and Carlos Correa's agent are having discussions over the infielder's physical days after similar concerns from the San Francisco Giants led to the collapse of their agreement with the All-Star. The Mets have not finalized a $315 million 12-year contract agreed to earlier in the week. Correa's 2014 ankle injury and surgery was the subject of discussions. A weird free agency for Carlos Correa. 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. Updated. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out hour number one of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. No Bob Joseph's Binghamton now today. Coming up next, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, December 27th. You're listening to WMBF. The abandoned Crowley Dairy Processing Facility on Binghamton's south side may be converted into a residential development. John Korchinski of Endwell is preparing to buy the old plant on Conklin Avenue from Mountain Fresh Dairy. Korchinski said he first walked through the former Crowley facility in early October. He said he believes what had been an iconic factory can be converted into apartments. Korchinski said the property has been under contract to Crowley Factory Lofts LLC for a couple of months. He expects to close on the deal within the next few weeks. The $13 million project calls for the creation of 45 market-rate residential units on the second and third floors of the 73,000-square-foot brick building. Korchinski plans to renovate about 50,000 square feet of the structure. Mountain Fresh Dairy acquired the former Crowley properties in 2013 for $150,000. The company processed some milk at the plant for a short time before ending operations. The New York State Police and Painted Post announced the arrest of 51-year-old Lauren Brooks of West Edmiston, New York. Brooks was arrested following an investigation and subsequent indictment by the Steuben County Grand Jury for contact he had with a minor child. These incidents of contact occurred while Brooks resided in the town of Corning from 2012 to 2016. Brooks was arraigned in Steuben County Superior Court on one count of course of sexual conduct against a child in the first degree, one count of endangering the welfare of a child, 225 counts of criminal sex acts in the second degree, 73 counts of criminal sex acts in the third degree, 90 counts of rape in the second degree, and 28 counts of rape in the third degree. Brooks was remanded to the Steuben County Jail in lieu of a $10,000 cash bail and $20,000 property bond. The investigation is continuing, and anyone who may have been a victim of Brooks and has not come forward can contact the state police at 607-962-3282. 
A frigid winter storm killed at least 28 people as it swept across the country, knocking out power to hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses and leaving millions on edge about the possibility of Christmas Eve blackouts, according to the Associated Press. The storm unleashed its full fury on Buffalo, New York, with hurricane-force winds causing whiteout conditions. Emergency response efforts were paralyzed, and the city's international airport was shut down. Across the U.S., officials have attributed deaths to exposure, car crashes, a falling tree limb, and other effects of the storm. At least three people died in the Buffalo area, including two who suffered medical emergencies in their homes and couldn't be saved because emergency crews were unable to reach them amid historic blizzard conditions. Deep snow, single-digit temperatures, and day-old power outages sent Buffalo residents scrambling Saturday to get out of their homes to anywhere that had heat. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said the Buffalo-Niagara International Airport would be closed through yesterday morning, and almost every fire truck in the city was stranded in the snow. On December 26, state police attempted to stop a blue 2005 Lexus for switched plates on South Salina Street in the city of Syracuse when the operator refused to stop and a traffic pursuit was initiated. Troopers pursued the vehicle onto Interstate 81 northbound to I-690 eastbound when an occupant inside the vehicle threw two handguns out of the window. The pursuit ended when both occupants fled on foot on Mountain View Avenue in the city of Syracuse. Two occupants were subsequently taken into custody following a brief foot pursuit by troopers and Syracuse police officers. Two handguns and a loaded Ruger 5.7 semi-automatic pistol and a loaded Glock 17 9mm automatic semi-pistol were recovered on I-690 eastbound near Spectrum. An 18-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree and one count of unlawful fleeing a police officer in a motor vehicle in the third degree. A 16-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree. Both suspects are being held for centralized arraignment procedure. On December 25th, state police in Canandaigua arrested 25-year-old Matthew J. Beck of Manchester, New York, for rape in the first degree, subsequent to a sexual assault on a physically helpless woman which occurred in the village of Manchester. Beck was processed at state police Canandaigua barracks and remanded to Ontario County Jail in lieu of 5000 cash bail after centralized arraignment. New York Attorney General Letitia James on Monday invited the state's residents to report any price gouging by stores facing shortages of painkillers and fever reducers for children. The Attorney General issued a consumer alert amid a surge of cases of the coronavirus, RSV, and the flu, urging anyone who spots gouging to report it to her office amid a national shortage of medication for youngsters. She said she was putting profiteers on notice that her office is ready to investigate any incidents of dramatic price increases. She noted that New York law prohibits merchants from taking unfair advantage of consumers by setting unconscionably high prices for anything vital to the safety, health, and welfare of state residents. Governor Kathy Hochul last week signed legislation that sets the goal to support and contribute to national efforts to conserve at least 30% of U.S. land and water by 2030. This legislation will promote biodiversity and preserve New York's wildlife forests and clean water sources, which are all essential to New York's health and economy. Governor Kathy Hochul said New Yorkers rely on our clean water for recreation forests to provide them with wildlife habitats and the outdoor spaces for jobs and adventures. It's more important than ever to safeguard these resources, and setting the goal to conserve 30% of public land by 2030 will ensure we're protecting our state for future generations. 
The legislation establishes the goal and requires the Department of Environmental Conversation and the Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation to develop strategies and a methodology to achieve the goal while collaborating with a broad group of stakeholders. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. We've got a lot of food in this country. We've got so much food that we can't eat it all. So how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids who need it. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. Come on, punk. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message. Or walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave them alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Seven twelve on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township. And various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and ditch cleaning. An update on the Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Sounds like it is just open 24-7 now, no longer flagging from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. one-way traffic. So it sounds like both lanes of Shenango Street are open now. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 17 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 8 degrees. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 29. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 19. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 40. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 27. And Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 46. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 35 degrees. 714, you're listening to WMBF. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org slash caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When I grow up... 
I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm fleece on a cold I want to day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Seven sixteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Joel Embiid scored 35 points, James Harden had 29 points and 13 assists, and the Philadelphia 76ers blew by the New York Knicks in the final quarter, extending their winning streak to eight games with a 119-112 victory. Georges Niang hit four three-pointers in Philadelphia's fourth-quarter surge and finished with 16 points, while DeAnthony Melton added 15 as the 76ers got off to a good start on a four-game road trip after sweeping a seven-game homestand. The Sixers never led through three quarters, then outscored the Knicks 24-9 to open the fourth, turning a one-point deficit into a 116-102 lead. Julius Randle scored 35 points for the Knicks. Two tough games in a row for the Knicks, blowing fourth-quarter leads. Against the Bulls in their previous game, it was free throws down the stretch that turned the Knicks in. This time, just a complete collapse top to bottom. No offensive production in the fourth quarter for the Knicks giving the 76ers a Christmas morning win. So the Knicks now 18-16. They'll try again tonight at 8.30 when they visit Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. A couple rivalry games there. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Nets in action. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant each scored 32 points, and the Nets extended their winning streak to nine games with a 125-117 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nets withstood a sensational 46-point performance by Darius Garland, who single-handedly kept the Cavs close in the fourth. Brooklyn has won 16 of 19 and is beginning to look like an NBA title contender. T.J. Warren added a season-high 23 points for Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons had nine rebounds and eight assists while helping hold Donovan Mitchell to 15 points. Some football news, Devin Singletary and James Cook ran for long touchdowns in the third quarter, and the Buffalo Bills clinched the AFC East title by beating the Bears 35-13 on Saturday in one of the coldest games in Chicago. Josh Allen ran for a touchdown and threw for another in the game's closing minutes to cap an otherwise subpar outing to help the Bills secure their third straight division title with their sixth win in a row. Buffalo remained on track for the number one seed in the AFC. It's tied with West leader Kansas City, but has the head-to-head tiebreaker. Chicago matched a franchise record with its eighth straight loss. So it looks like in the AFC, might be heading towards a rematch of last year with the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, the Bills poised to take home field advantage in that game. Would certainly go a long way in the winter months. Certainly colder in Buffalo than it is in Kansas City. But it really doesn't matter, as long as the Bills win the coin toss this year. In overtime, get a chance to score first. The Buffalo Bills have overcome a myriad of on- and off-field challenges and distractions on the way to the AFC's best record through 15 games. The Bills have won six straight. Their run began when their home game against the Cleveland Browns was shifted to Detroit because of a major snowstorm hitting western New York. 
Buffalo faced more weather-related challenges when it beat Chicago in the bitter cold and then was delayed returning home because of a blizzard that pounded western New York. The Bills play at Cincinnati on Monday night. The outcome will go far in determining which team wins the conference. New York Giants. Greg Joseph kicked a career-long 61-yard field goal as time expired to give the Minnesota Vikings a 27-24 victory that prevented the New York Giants from clinching a playoff spot. TJ Hawkinson had a career-high 13 catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins threw for a score to Justin Jefferson with three minutes left. That was set up by a blocked punt and gave the Vikings an eight-point lead. Saquon Barkley's 27-yard touchdown run and a two-point conversion pass by Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger tied it before the Vikings rallied again. Giants coach Brian Dayball seemed like a boxer taking one body blow after another. He refused to surrender to the never-ending assault of questions about making the playoffs. The Giants are that close to the unexpected. They only have two games left in the regular season and need a win to secure their first postseason berth since 2016. The first opportunity will come Sunday with a home game against the struggling Indianapolis Colts. If they fail, they would need to beat the NFC-leading Eagles in Philadelphia on the final weekend of the regular season. It's a tough task, but the Eagles still without Jalen Hurts. Unsure on when he could return. So maybe if the Giants could run into Gardner Minshew, who's currently manning the quarterback position for the Eagles, they might have a better chance, but still the better chance is beating the Colts this Sunday for the Giants if they want to make the playoffs. New York Jets coach Robert Sala announced Mike White has been cleared by doctors and will start at quarterback on Sunday in Seattle. White missed the Jets' past two games while dealing with broken ribs, suffered in New York's 20-12 loss at Buffalo on December 11th. He's practiced on a limited basis since, but hadn't been cleared by doctors for contact, so he couldn't play. That clearance came Monday. Salas said White will start the rest of the season, barring injury. Zach Wilson will return to being the number three quarterback, and Joe Flacco will serve as White's backup. It seems like Zach Wilson is done in New York. That's at least the rumors flying around, is that the Jets are done with Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson is done with the Jets. And it's certainly looked that way over the last couple of weeks. Bit of baseball news. The New York Mets and Carlos Correa's agent are having discussions over the infielder's physical days after similar concerns from the San Francisco Giants led to a collapse of their agreement with the All-Star. The Mets have not finalized a $315 million 12-year contract agreed to earlier in the week. Correa's 2014 ankle injury and surgery was a subject of discussions. A person familiar with the negotiations said, speaking to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity because no details were announced, the discussion was first reported by The Athletic. 722 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. U.S. markets have been closed since Friday, but stocks rose in China overnight after Beijing announced that it will end quarantine requirements for inbound travelers on January 8th. The Shanghai Composite rose 1% in response. Despite improving weather in most of the country, Southwest Airlines canceled more than 70% of its flights on Monday and warned that more cancellations are to come. The Department of Transportation wants to know why Southwest fared worse than other major carriers during the winter storm. The Japanese government is slapping Apple with $98 million in back taxes. It relates to bulk sales of Apple devices, including iPhones, to foreign tourists, sales that should not have been exempted from consumption taxes in Japan. 
Taking back the clunkers you found under the tree might be more difficult this year because of fraud and rising shipping costs. Some retailers are tightening their return policies and requiring more information from people bringing back the gifts that they just didn't like. Jim Ryan, ABC News. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Who's third? Seven twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for ABC's political insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. It's the congressional Christmas break, but it's likely Kevin McCarthy's not doing much relaxing. He wants to become House Speaker when Congress comes back next week, but still hasn't locked down the needed Republican votes. A vocal minority can block him with his party's slim majority. It's not clear how he'll change their vote or what happens if he doesn't. Vladimir Putin's Christmas message? He's ready to talk peace, but still firing bombs at Ukrainian civilians. Putin appears to be running low on military equipment and soldiers to use it, and is looking for a face-saving way out of the war he started. New York's newest Republican congressman-elect George Santos admitting to the New York Post that he lied about a good deal of his background that he ran on and won. He called those fibs resume embellishments and that he never worked for top banking firms or graduated from any college, but he insists he is not a criminal and intends to serve out his term. Andy Field, ABC News. I never read. Seven twenty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge was scheduled until the end of the month. That from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. That would be one-way traffic with the Department of Transportation flagging it. Now it sounds like all of Shenango Street is open. The lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like side dozing and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 17 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 8 degrees. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 29. Tonight, increasing clouds, a low near 19. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 40. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 27. And Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 46. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 35 degrees. 728, you're listening to WMBF. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. This song may be 
fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse in the book, but I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. It wasn't a very Merry Christmas at the box office. The Way of Water connects all things. The Avatar sequel, The Way of Water, was the only bright spot at the box office this holiday weekend, earning an estimated 90 million bucks Friday and Monday. It was a strong haul, and the film's expected to cross a billion dollars worldwide this week. In second, the animated Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, with a holiday weekend estimate of just $20 million, well behind expectations. The Whitney Houston story, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and Brad Pitt's Babylon both bombed big time. And all the Christmas box office down 33% from last year. SZA with another kiss from music listeners. Her new album, SOS, number one for a second week on the Billboard 200 album chart. Taylor Swift's Midnight still on the clock in second. The iconic hourglass from The Wizard of Oz sold for big bucks at auction. How much longer you got to be alive? It fetched $495,000 in the sale by Heritage Auctions. And Paramore singer Haley Williams is 34 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Join Mark Patrick. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, December 27th. You're listening to WNBF. The abandoned Crowley Dairy Processing Facility on Binghamton's south side may be converted into a residential development. John Korchinski of Endwell is preparing to buy the old plant on Conklin Avenue from Mountain Fresh Dairy. Korchinski said he first walked through the former Crowley facility in early October. He said he believes what had been an iconic factory can be converted into apartments. Korchinski said the property has been under contract to Crowley Factory Lofts LLC for a couple of months. He expects to close on the deal within the next few weeks. The $13 million project calls for the creation of 45 market-rate residential units on the second and third floors of the 73,000-square-foot brick building. Korchinski plans to renovate about 50,000 square feet of the structure. 
Mountain Fresh Dairy acquired the former Crowley properties in 2013 for $150,000. The company processed some milk at the plant for a short time before ending operations. The New York State Police and Painted Post announced the arrest of 51-year-old Lauren Brooks of West Edmiston, New York. Brooks was arrested following an investigation and subsequent indictment by the Steuben County Grand Jury for contact he had with a minor child. These incidents of contact occurred while Brooks resided in the town of Corning from 2012 to 2016. Brooks was arraigned in Steuben County Superior Court on one count of course of sexual conduct against a child in the first degree, one count of endangering the welfare of a child, 225 counts of criminal sex acts in the second degree, 73 counts of criminal sex acts in the third degree, 90 counts of rape in the second degree, and 28 counts of rape in the third degree. Brooks was remanded to the Steuben County Jail in lieu of a $10,000 cash bail and $20,000 property bond. The investigation is continuing, and anyone who may have been a victim of Brooks and has not come forward can contact the state police at 607-962-3282. A frigid winter storm killed at least 28 people as it swept across the country, knocking out power to hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses and leaving millions on edge about the possibility of Christmas Eve blackouts, according to the Associated Press. The storm unleashed its full fury on Buffalo, New York, with hurricane-force winds causing whiteout conditions. Emergency response efforts were paralyzed, and the city's international airport was shut down. Across the U.S., officials have attributed deaths to exposure, car crashes, a falling tree limb, and other effects of the storm. At least three people died in the Buffalo area, including two who suffered medical emergencies in their homes and couldn't be saved because emergency crews were unable to reach them amid historic blizzard conditions. Deep snow, single-digit temperatures, and day-old power outages sent Buffalo residents scrambling Saturday to get out of their homes to anywhere that had heat. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said the Buffalo-Niagara International Airport would be closed through yesterday morning and almost every fire truck in the city was stranded in the snow. On December 26, state police attempted to stop a blue 2005 Lexus for switched plates on South Salina Street in the city of Syracuse when the operator refused to stop and a traffic pursuit was initiated. Troopers pursued the vehicle onto Interstate 81 northbound to I-690 eastbound when an occupant inside the vehicle threw two handguns out of the window. The pursuit ended when both occupants fled on foot on Mountain View Avenue in the city of Syracuse. Two occupants were subsequently taken into custody following a brief foot pursuit by troopers and Syracuse police officers. Two handguns and a loaded Ruger 5.7 semi-automatic pistol and a loaded Glock 17 9mm automatic semi-pistol were recovered on I-690 eastbound near Spectrum. An 18-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree and one count of unlawful fleeing, a police officer in a motor vehicle in the third degree. A 16-year-old male from Syracuse, New York, was arrested for two counts of criminal possession of a loaded weapon in the second degree. Both suspects are being held for centralized arraignment procedure. On December 25th, state police in Canandaigua arrested 25-year-old Matthew J. Beck of Manchester, New York, for rape in the first degree, subsequent to a sexual assault on a physically helpless woman which occurred in the village of Manchester. Beck was processed at state police Canandaigua barracks and remanded to Ontario County Jail in lieu of 5,000 cash bail after centralized arraignment. New York Attorney General Letitia James on Monday invited the state's residents to report any price gouging by stores facing shortages of painkillers and fever reducers for children. 
The attorney general issued a consumer alert amid a surge of cases of the coronavirus, RSV, and the flu, urging anyone who spots gouging to report it to her office amid a national shortage of medication for youngsters. She said she was putting profiteers on notice that her office is ready to investigate any incidents of dramatic price increases. She noted that New York law prohibits merchants from taking unfair advantage of consumers by setting unconscionably high prices for anything vital to the safety, health, and welfare of state residents. Governor Kathy Hochul last week signed legislation that sets the goal to support and contribute to national efforts to conserve at least 30% of U.S. land and water by 2030. This legislation will promote biodiversity and preserve New York's wildlife forests and clean water sources, which are all essential to New York's health and economy. Governor Kathy Hochul said New Yorkers rely on our clean water for recreation forests to provide them with wildlife habitats and the outdoor spaces for jobs and adventures. It's more important than ever to safeguard these resources and setting the goal to conserve 30 percent of public land by 2030 will ensure we're protecting our state for future generations. The legislation establishes the goal and requires the Department of Environmental Conversation and the Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation to develop strategies and a methodology to achieve the goal while collaborating with a broad group of stakeholders. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. We are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say, we want you to be okay. Enroll, we say, take care people for goodness sake. Health insurance is now affordable and covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn more. And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Hope everybody had a good holiday weekend. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas. Sure, you got maybe an extra day off from work. Maybe you got a chance to go home, see some family. I did. And I'll tell you what, getting out on Friday was a nightmare. Because of that winter blizzard that was rolling into the Binghamton area. Stayed ahead of it pretty well, but still took me like four and a half hours to get home. Uh, Not as bad as Thanksgiving. Only hit minor traffic. Stayed ahead of the snow, stayed ahead of the ice. It was pretty good. And getting back was a breeze. It was a fun little weekend. Got to see the family. Had the Florida cousins coming up to New York to celebrate the holiday with us. A lot of people bringing their significant others. Had about 30 people hanging out in the living room of my aunt's house. So I'm not going to lie and say it didn't get a little rowdy. It got a little rowdy. But it was all good. It was all in good fun. And I got a wonderful surprise when I came back in today. Now, yesterday I didn't sleep very well. So like 2.30 in the morning, I said, you know what? I'm not even sleeping, so I'm just going to go to work. I'm going to get my work done early today and then leave early. So I came in about 3 a.m., maybe about an hour later, our colleague down the hall from 98.1 The Hawk brought her dog in, her puppy. Not not a full-grown dog, a puppy, only a few months old. And the puppy's very playful, very energetic. It was very excited to be 
in the studio. And then, let's say, we lost track of the puppy for a second and then found a present waiting for us that's going to need to be cleaned before the rest of the people show up in the office today. Otherwise, the smell will overpower them. Yeah, the puppy was just a, a little bit too excited to be visiting such a cool studio, such a cool place. Luckily, not in the WMBF studio. Because that would have been that would have been tough. I don't know if I'd be on the air right now if that present was left right behind me in this room. I think I think I might have called in sick while I was already at work. And you'd probably be listening to Red Eye Radio right now. Nope, that was upstairs. But still, very funny. Especially funny because I didn't have to be the one who had to clean it up, and I don't have to smell it because I'm downstairs. Everyone else is upstairs. But it was a nice little surprise this morning to come in and then be joined by a puppy who was really excited. His name is Harper, named after Bryce Harper, the star outfielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, a big Phillies family. So that was a fun surprise and a great way to start the day. There really is no better way to start your day than with a dog. That's how you really get back into the rhythm of being back at work. You know, you just had the holiday weekend. You're groggy. You're tired. You messed up your sleep schedule. You had this fun weekend where you got to see family, friends, whatever. And now you got to come back and do work. No, not with a puppy. If a puppy is in the office, it's like, I don't even care. I'm at work and there's a puppy here. This is exactly where I want to be. And I'm going to stay here until the puppy leaves. 743. You're listening to WMBF. Hey, sweetie. What's going on? Well, honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Today might be the day I drop out of school. But you might be able to stop me. With United Way, you could tutor me, be my mentor, or volunteer to just read with me. There are tons of ways people like you can help kids like me stay in school. Make me a success, not a statistic. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at amvets.org. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 7.46 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month, they were supposed to be flagging alternate one-way traffic from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. 
Now, sounds like that work is done, and both lanes of Shenango Street are open. Going to have lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like slide repair and ditch cleaning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 17 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 8 degrees. Today cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 29. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 19. Tomorrow partly sunny, a high near 40. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 27. And Thursday mostly sunny with a high near 46. Thursday night mostly cloudy, a low near 35 degrees. 747. You're listening to WMBF. So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing well. Well, Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, uh... I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support, too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. I never write reviews. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up. And there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, it was a month-long legal battle, but in October, Elon Musk officially acquired Twitter for $44 billion. After taking control of Twitter, Elon Musk instituted several rounds of massive layoffs and promised to roll back content guidelines. Media Studies professor Siva Vaidyanathan says the plan opens the door to more harmful content and hurts Twitter's business. Advertisers do not like having their products associated with racism, associated with harassment, associated with sexism. Major advertisers, including Chevrolet, Chipotle, and AT&T, have either paused or scaled back their advertising on the platform since Musk took over. Meanwhile, Twitter is also revamping its verification service, giving any user a blue check mark for a monthly fee. TechCrunch's Amanda Silberling says that could allow unofficial accounts to impersonate real ones. There's a lot of potential for misinformation there. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. 
Hi. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want want to get smart. News Radio 1290 WMBF 7:53 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Joel Embiid scored 35 points, James Harden had 29 points and 13 assists, and the Philadelphia 76ers blew by the New York Knicks in the final quarter extending their winning streak to eight games with a 119-112 victory. George Esniang hit four three-pointers in Philadelphia's fourth-quarter surge and finished with 16 points, while DeAnthony Melton added 15 as the 76ers got off to a good start on a four-game road trip after sweeping a seven-game homestand. The Sixers never led through three quarters, then outscored the Knicks 24-9 to open the fourth, turning a one-point deficit into a 116-102 lead. Julius Randle scored 35 points for the Knicks. A couple rough games for the Knicks, blowing fourth-quarter leads. Against the Bulls, it was free throws down the stretch. And against Philadelphia, a complete offensive collapse in the fourth quarter. They'll try again tonight at 8.30 when they take on Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn Nets in action as well. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant each scored 32 points. And the Nets extended their winning streak to nine games with a 125-117 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nets withstood a sensational 46-point performance by Darius Garland, who single-handedly kept the Cavs close in the fourth. Brooklyn has won 16 of 19 and is beginning to look like an NBA title contender. T.J. Warren added a season-high 23 points for Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons had nine rebounds and eight assists while helping to hold Donovan Mitchell to just 15 points all game. Some football news. Devin Singletary and James Cook ran for long touchdowns in the third quarter, and the Buffalo Bills clinched the AFC East title by beating the Bears 35-13 on Saturday in one of the coldest games in Chicago. Josh Allen ran for a touchdown and threw for another in the game's closing minutes to cap an otherwise subpar outing to help the Bills secure their third straight division title with their sixth win in a row. Buffalo remained on track for the number one seed in the AFC. It's tied with West leader Kansas City, but has the head-to-head tiebreaker. Chicago matched a franchise record with its eighth straight loss. Looking like the AFC may may come down to the Bills and Chiefs again. A really exciting game last year. Clearly the two best teams in the AFC going into overtime. And of course the controversial coin toss that gave Patrick Mahomes the ball to start overtime instead of Josh Allen after both guys spent the entire second half just scoring touchdown after touchdown. So you kind of knew whoever won the coin toss was probably going to win the game, ended up being the Chiefs. Now the Bills want revenge, and they may have home field advantage in that game. They've overcome a myriad of on- and off-field challenges and distractions on the way to the AFC's best record through 15 games. The Bills have won six straight. Their run began when their home game against Cleveland was shifted to Detroit because of a major snowstorm hitting western New York. Buffalo faced more weather-related challenges when it beat Chicago in the bitter cold, 
and then was delayed returning home because of a blizzard that pounded western New York. The Bills play at Cincinnati on Monday night. The outcome will go far in determining which team wins the conference. Giants in action this weekend. Greg Joseph kicked a career-long 61-yard field goal as time expired to give the Minnesota Vikings a 27-24 victory. That prevented the New York Giants from clinching a playoff spot. TJ Hawkinson had a career-high 13 catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. And Kirk Cousins threw for a score to Justin Jefferson with three minutes left. That was set up by a blocked punt and gave the Vikings an eight-point lead. Saquon Barkley's 27-yard touchdown run and a two-point conversion pass by Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger tied it before the Vikings rallied again. After the game, Giants coach Brian Dayball seemed like a boxer taking one body blow after another. He refused to surrender to the never-ending assault of questions about making the playoffs. The Giants are that close to the unexpected. They have two games left in the regular season and need a win to secure their first postseason berth since 2016. The first opportunity will come Sunday with a home game against the struggling Indianapolis Colts. If they fail, they would need to beat the NFC-leading Eagles in Philadelphia on the final weekend of the regular season. A tough ask. So the best chance still the Colts this weekend. And for the Jets, Coach Robert Sala announced Mike White has been cleared by doctors and will start at quarterback on Sunday in Seattle. White missed the Jets' past two games while dealing with broken ribs, suffered in New York's 20-12 loss at Buffalo on December 11th. He's practiced on a limited basis since, but hadn't been cleared by doctors for contact, so he couldn't play. That clearance came Monday. Salah said White will start the rest of the season, barring injury. Zach Wilson will return to being the number three quarterback, and Joe Flacco will serve as White's backup. Well, certainly sounds like the Jets are done with Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson is done with the Jets. I'm going to be looking to move on this offseason. And the New York Mets and Carlos Correa's agent are having discussions over the infielder's physical days after similar concerns from the San Francisco Giants led to a collapse of their agreement with the All-Star. The Mets have not finalized a $315 million 12-year contract that they agreed to earlier in the week. Correa's 2014 ankle injury and surgery was the subject of discussions. According to a person familiar with the negotiations who spoke on the condition of anonymity, the discussions were first reported by The Athletic. 759, you're listening to WMBF. The Russian. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out hour number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. As a reminder, no Binghamton now with Bob Joseph today. Bob taking a well-deserved vacation a few days off, so it's just me this week. ABC News up next.